Hello and welcome to the Quietly Visible podcast. I'm your host, Carol Stewart, founder of The Bounding Solutions and author of Quietly Visible, leading with influence and impact as an introverted woman. And this is the podcast for introverted women who want to thrive as leaders and in life. Now, today's episode is about confronting conversations, having those difficult, awkward conversations that you know you need to be having as a leader, but you keep putting off and you avoid them. Um, But there are consequences if you don't have those difficult conversations. If things or somebody is not doing what they should be, and, and this could be a work situation, it could also be a situation outside of work. And looking at ways in which you can have a conversation, get your message across in a way that you feel that you are in control, you feel calm and you don't feel that you can't tackle the topic that it is that you want to discuss. And there are several reasons why we don't like confronting conversations. Um, and having those difficult, challenging conversations. And they include things such as, we just don't like confrontation. Many people don't like confrontation. For some people, um, they really go out of their way to avoid it. Um, and it, it, it can arise from situations in their childhood or their early years, which has made them not want to get into that situation where they want to have that confronting conversation. It could be because somebody doesn't like hurting other people's feelings. You know, we want to be nice, we want to be liked, and if you go upsetting somebody, then you're going to hurt their feelings, and then you can feel bad about it, and you feel guilty, and all all kinds of other things. Or it could be that you're worried about the impact of what you're going to say and how that will land, how it will be received. Uh, You could be worried about repercussions. Or you might not want to rock the boat because you know that by having that conversation, then that's going to open up a whole lot of other things that you're going to then have to deal with. And also it could be a fear of rejection. By having that conversation, that means that that person could potentially reject you. And a fear of rejection can be quite powerful in terms of keeping people from doing those things that they need to do or addressing those situations that they need to address. But the thing is, these conversations are necessary because if you don't have them, the issue doesn't go away. And if it's not addressed, there will be knock-on effects. If If you've got a team and your team there's one person in your team who's not, say, say not playing ball, who's being uh, maybe disruptive or destructive or just not pulling their weight or it could be anything, a myriad of things. Not addressing it means that they're going to carry on with that um, and then the knock-on effect is that if other team members will see that this issue isn't being addressed, then that can cause instability in the team. Other people make make, make other people think 
that you know you're as a leader you're not addressing the situation it may um lessen your impact as a leader when they see that you're not addressing the situation and this can make life difficult for you as well as making life difficult for others and so for many people even the word confrontation brings up all kinds of negative connotations and does it do that for you it, it can bring up all kinds of negative thoughts and feelings and the amount of women um introverted and extroverted women leaders who just don't like confrontation is that i've come across is is quite amazing that that there's this fear of confrontation and so they avoid it they will ignore sometimes what's going on they just don't want to have the conversation so in order to be able to if you're someone who doesn't like confronting conversations to stop thinking about how you can go about having them and addressing situations think about what types of conversations do you find uncomfortable and challenging what are those situations that you avoid because i'm sure there's probably going to be situations where you will address something that isn't right um and I'll, an example i had a client who was uh on the executive team um and when it came to sort of having confronting conversations with uh and an, one of their peers they would avoid it they wouldn't speak up about what they needed to speak about about but yet she could be sat on a train and somebody is treated unfairly or she sees some sort of injustice and she's in there speaking um up for somebody who has maybe been treated unfairly or is um been at the uh, end of some ill treatment and so when i asked her well what was what was that about um and it turned out that she had a strong sense of justice so if she saw somebody who was um being treated unfairly or there was some sort of injust she it's like there was something in her that would enable her to speak up because it was something that she strongly believed in it was one of her core values um justice was one of her core values and seeing someone go against that and someone being treated unfavorably she just found it within her to speak up about it what was happening in in those board meetings or with her particular peer who was being difficult but that was a case of her not feeling that she was good enough at her role experiencing imposter syndrome this person was extrovert they were more um they had more of a domineering personality and so as a result of that she would revert to almost like a not helpless behavior but one whereby she just couldn't find her voice in that sort of a situation so she would not have the conversations that she needed to be having 
So what types of conversations do you find uncomfortable and challenging? And what does the word confrontation conjure up for you? And for her, uh, the climate I just mentioned, for her, it just conjured up feelings of being told that she's not good enough, that she's not going to amount to anything when she was a child. So thinking about your situation, why do you find having those conversations so challenging? And so in order to be able to have those conversations and feel better at having those conversations, you need to manage your emotions about it and, and reframe things. So think about what is it about having those conversations so once you've identified the types of conversations that you find difficult, that you avoid, that you stay clear from, and you've pinpointed whether it's particular individuals, whether it's a particular situation or particular environment that you're in, then look at well, what is your concerns, your fears, your worries about having that conversation. And then... Just challenge your thoughts and beliefs about it. And what will happen if you don't have the conversation? And what is the worst that could happen? If you have the conversation, what is the worst that could happen? And, and reframe things as well. So rather than looking at it as a confrontation, look, you could, you could depending on what the situation is for you, it could be the case that you are going to help that person to see that they are causing disruption. Or it could be that they are going to help that person to see that they're not being a team player and that other, other people are having to carry them. Whatever it is, just look at it in a more rational way um, and think about, well, if you don't have that conversation, what will happen? If you have the conversation, what is the worst that could happen? And if the worst was to happen, what could you do? And by managing your emotions and reframing things, that will help to change what you feel and that will help to change how you act and behave. Because if you're feeling anxious and worrying about having a conversation, chances are you won't have it, you'll avoid it. Or if you do have it, you will not necessarily do it to the best of your ability because you're feeling anxious and you're worrying. So you're not going to perform well. And the next thing is to put yourself in the shoes of the other person. So thinking about what could be going on for them. Another client had a situation where uh, one of their team members was it was like they were avoiding her. There were certain th issues that were going on, but this person would avoid my client at all costs. And she needed to have a conversation to find out well, what was going on for this person and also the little other things that had materialised that she needed to speak to them about. And initially, she was just thinking that this person is being awkward, that this person is out of order. But once I sort of pushed her to think about, well, what could be going on for this person? 
One, she recognised that the person probably felt insecure about their position. Two, the other person felt that, or maybe felt that because there'd been some significant changes, that they weren't sure how my client was going to react to them or treat them. And then another situation, she, re she realised that there were some things going on for this person personally, which were probably getting in, in the way of things at work or she was not being, she wasn't able to leave them at the door when she came into the office. Getting this understanding, developing empathy, because that's what she was doing. That's what I was coaching her to do. By developing empathy in this way and getting a better understanding of what it must be like for this person, she was able to look at things in a more compassionate way. And so rather than going in gung-ho as she had intended to, she was able to go into the conversation with empathy um, and rather than putting the person's back up, it enabled the person to open up and warm to my client. And when you're speaking to them, avoid dismissive labels, so don't dismiss them or make them feel that they're a bad person or anything like that. Avoid, avoid dismissive labels. So thinking about the feelings and emotions that are evoked for you when it comes to having the difficult conversations that you find challenging. And what are your thoughts and beliefs about yourself, the situation, the other person and what will happen? And so how can you reframe things so that you have a more helpful perspective and one that is more rational? And when you're going to have the conversation, thinking about how you want the meeting to go and planning for it improves your chances of a good outcome or getting a better outcome or the kind of outcome that you want. So it might take some time and think about what outcome you want and plan how you want the conversation to go. And think about the kind of um, objections that you're going to get from the other person and how you can address those as well. And what are the things that are non-negotiable for you? So those things that you know that you're not going to compromise on and, and what are those things that you know that you can compromise on that you are willing to maybe let go getting clear about what your non-negotiables non are when you so when you go into that be that meeting that you have planned and prepared for means that you will be able to be a bit more you're able to be more assertive and and the controlling of the conversation because you're clear about what it is that you want from it and what it is that you want to happen and what are your non-negotiables. And then state your position and when you're doing that give specific examples about the behaviours um, or situation that you are wanting to address um, and make it about the behaviour as opposed to, oh, you're this and you're that. Make it about their behaviour. 
and stick to the facts. What are the facts of the situation? Stick to the facts. Don't make assumptions. If there's anything that you're uncertain about, don't make assumptions. Ask, get clarification and be clear and to the point about what it is that you want to say, what, it's, what is the outcome of what you want. And hold your ground. If they start to get defensive or they start to attack, hold your ground and be assertive with them. But at the same time, let them state their position, listen to them and listen actively. Don't be listening to them and finishing every last sentence of theirs. Really listen to what they're saying and don't interrupt them. Let them speak without interruption. Um, and then when it comes to asking them questions, ask open questions so that they will elaborate with more than just a yes or a no. And then su summarise what they have said so that you're clear about the message that they're giving, um, what it is that they want to say. And that also shows them that you are listening to them as well because they need to know that you have heard and understood them. They need to feel that you have listened and that you have heard and that you've understood them because when they feel that, they feel that you empathize, they feel that you have listened, they feel that you have understood. It is then easier for them to see what it is that you are wanting to say or to um, get their message across, feel they're heard, that can help to um, eliminate some of that tension. And then also find out what outcome that they want. What, what is it that they would like to see happen? Find out what they, what they want and, and um, is there any room for you accepting any of what they want or is it entirely that they'll know that is not, accept not acceptable and, and think about the benefits of your solution and sell them the benefits of your solution. So what are the benefits of what it is that you're wanting them to do um, or the behaviours that you are wanting to see changed? Sell them the benefits. It may be that by by doing so, you'll have there'll be it'll be a much more productive team. You'll save money, or whatever the reason is. Think about how you can sell them the benefits, and involve them in finding the solution. So ask them what what they think could happen, or what they think should happen, and involve them in finding a solution because then they're going to feel as if you care, that you're interested, that they have a voice. So thinking about these difficult conversations, how can you approach these difficult and challenging conversations going forward? So remember what I've said about reframing what you think about them. If, you, if it's something that you're avoiding, that you're fearful of, reframe your 
thoughts and beliefs about it, manage those emotions because if you change what you think and what you believe that will change how you feel and that will change how you act and behave. Develop empathy and ask yourself what could be going on for them. Avoid dismissive labels. And plan how you want the conversation to go so that you improve your chances of a good outcome. Think about what the non-negotiables are. Um, what is it that you will not compromise on? And state your position, being clear about the, the, the behaviours, the specific examples and sticking to the facts and listen to them and let them state their position and listen to what they have to say and, and let them feel that they are heard and they are understood, find out what outcome they want and solve the benefits of the solution that you want to apply and, and get them involved in finding a solution. And so those are my tips on having those confronting conversations. And if you need to have one and you are going to go ahead and have it, let me know how you get on. So thank you for listening. And if you haven't completed the confidence, influence and impact assessment on my website and you are wanting to increase your confidence, influence and impact, then go to aboundingsolutions.com. There's a free assessment on there that you can complete that will give you ideas about areas that you can focus on. And so, until the next time, I'm going to be taking a short break of a few weeks, so there will be no podcast for the next two to three weeks. But there are plenty of previous episodes that you can listen to if you haven't listened to or re-listen to again. So until the next time, bye.